Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be going back to our Season 4 retrospective. And this week, it's the turn of the Doctor's Daughter. And you can probably tell by the sound of my voice, I'm really looking forward to that. How about mm. you? Mm. <laughs> it's not going to be the, the, the beer fueled episode that it was last week. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> you've, you've got a stinking cold. Yes, still. Still, after yeah, after last week it got worse. So it's um, we, it's, this might be a bit of a short episode this week. I have a feeling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're just down to one word answers now, aren't you? <laughs> might just make not it, necessarily. Ah, yay! Three, <laughs> two, even. Sorry, I'm back to Tony's version of a trio. <laughs> trio. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just crack on with some news first, then. Um. Well, the one bit of news is Elizabeth Slane's autobiography is due to get its paperback edition, uh, which is always a, a good sign, actually, if it goes from hardback to paperback. Um, have you actually read it yet, Paul? I haven't yet, no. No, neither have I. Um, so I've got it at, at Christmas, and it's taken me... Like I said, I've got a number of books at Christmas, and it took me... Because I'm not a big reader, to be perfectly honest, and it took me a long, long time to get through um, Stephen Fry's autobiography. Or the second part of his uh, autobiography, so um, that's that's next on the list. So ex- yeah, ex- expect my review this time next year. <laughs> yeah, I tend to get books and then not read them. I keep saving them for journeys and then getting to take them with me or whatever. Or just so never go on any journeys. <laughs> never go on any journeys. I, I, I do a reasonable amount of train travel, but just not with a book. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they reckon it will be. Um, Available on the 26th of July, um, or it's likely it may be out on the 1st of July, but it is available to pre-order. Uh, so, But the actual release date isn't set in stone yet. No. So it's either the 1st of July or the end of July. So give or, give or take a few weeks there. A um, little bit of big finish news. Um, now, the Fourth Doctor uh, first series is sort of coming to an end. Um, with its next release, which is the uh, the Asylum Adventure, featuring the return of the Krulls, who you may remember last seen in the Android Invasion. Um, they've gone down. A, I haven't listened to any yet, um, but they've gone down a they've gone down a storm, haven't they? Ball accounts. I I could imagine they would. Yeah, there is something very good about Tom Baker's voice, isn't there? There so, is actually. Yeah, uh, and to actually just let him run without having to worry about what the scenery is behind him. It's <laughs> I can imagine it is pretty good. Well I know some of the, some of the stories have got from certain quarters have got sort of mixed mixed reviews. because um, apparently some of them are just two parters. Right. Um which has come for a bit of criticism from, from certain people. But I mean, you know, you've got to take into account Tom Baker's no spring chicken anymore. No. Uh, you know, and to put those long those long hours in even though it's just standing in a recording booth, it, it's still got to take it out of someone of that age, really. And there's a question. I mean, it's, you know, it's, if people are listening to them on the move or whatever, then there's a certain sense of wanting some that are quite short. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, my my journey of a, of a morning of an evening, it's, it's round about an hour each way, so it's, it's ideal. I can listen to an entire um, story 
in one journey. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's you know, it's it's perfect for me to be honest. Um but obviously series 1 draws to an end. Uh series 2 uh has been confirmed um for January next year. Uh but that series features uh, Romana 1, so Mary Tam has made a return. John Leeson also returns as the voice of K9. Um that should be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So I was always a big fan of Romana One. I've got to be honest. You're not going to get quite the same impact on audio, though. Are you? I um, well, no, <laughs> obviously not. Obviously not, unless it was her voice that did it for me. But um, no, I just thought I just preferred her version of Romana. Yes, so did I. I mean, every, everyone. I mean, I mean, everyone raves about um, Romana Two, and I've oh god, that's terrible. I've forgotten her name. Layla Ward. Layla Ward. What's wrong with me? Um, what a complete blank then. Um, but I just prefer Mary Tam's portrayal. Yes. To be honest. So, um, But they've already started recording Series 3, which won't be out until uh, ooh, January 2014. Mm. So, so. Well, I suppose having mentioned Tom Baker's age, I suppose once now, now they finally got him to start doing them. Yeah. They don't really want to hang around, do they? Well, so they said it's, it started recording Series 3 on the 9th of May, and it will run through until July. Um, but uh, the one thing that has been confirmed, they've got Jeffrey Beavers has returned again as the master. Yes. Which is always good. Um, also, you've got uh, Gareth Thomas, who most of you know played uh, Blake in Blake 7. He's also going to appear in it. And Jessica Martin as well, um, who was last in Doctor Who and The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Yes. So um, yeah, I must catch up on the on the Tom Bakers, really must. So I think I've heard all the other doctors um, give it a go on audio now. Particularly uh, now, as we haven't had, there isn't much actual TV news. Because comes to our regular spot, of, I must start listening to the Big Finish. <laughs> I think it deserves its own theme tune as well. Actually, we really must do. That's yeah, terrible, and we keep some. We really must listen to. We never bloody do. Well, I do. I do listen to. The odd one, thanks that that um, that big finish sale um, yeah. a few weeks ago. I got a couple out of that, and thanks to um, certain friends who have uh, lent me stuff as well on the old Dropbox. So that's quite uh, quite handy. So no, it, it they are worth it. There are some good stories there. There are some very good stories, but it's such a massive back catalogue. I, I don't yeah. really know where to begin a lot of the time. So I just sort of rely on people recommending stories to me. Yeah, it's just, it's just really a question of time and. Yeah, that's it. That's Am I it. going to listen to them? Okay, right. Well, a um, little bit of production news uh, for Series 7. Um, obviously, the um, big thing is generally is Coleman is firmly um, entrenched now in, in filming for her for her role. There's been quite a few more uh, set photos released uh, during the yes. week, um, which I've, I've caught a couple of them, which I sort of hadn't have done. Um but also, apparently, her character's name is sort of floating around on the forums. But again, it hasn't been confirmed. Um, no. So um, it's just um, people that have been on set at the time have commented on what she's been called on set. Yeah, that's it. Um, but also the um, the the set photos I've seen. Um, it was the one thing that I didn't want this companion to be, but again, we're seeing it out of context. Yeah, you know, this isn't the Christmas special they were filming, so um, yeah, 
I'm not going to say what it is because, again, it could be construed as a spoiler. So um, it's a bit awkward to talk about this, to be perfectly honest. But, um, mm, yeah, I'm hoping it's not what I think it is, put it that way. And I'm quite sure a few people are thinking the same. Right. I'm hoping that something for a little bit different this time. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say. Yes. That's right. all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, now, the other thing that um, also came out, because she was speaking on the Richard Bacon show, and uh, which is on uh, BBC Radio 6. Stephen Moffat was also on there as well. He's also talking about the um, the scheduling for the next series. Now, apparently this is what Moffat said. I didn't hear this myself, but this, this is, I don't know if this, this is the what he said verbatim, what's been paraphrased. I've got absolutely no idea. But what he said was, um, you're not getting shorter and shorter seasons. We're just splitting it over Christmas. We're making the same number of episodes as usual. I can tell by the grey hairs of my head. But we delayed it a few months to start it later in the year. That's, uh, that's all that's happened. Uh, there's no chance of the BBC giving up on Doctor Who. It's a huge money spinner. It's doing better than ever abroad. The global number of people watching Doctor Who has just gone up and up and up. It was the most downloaded show on American iTunes last year. So it's not a chance of the BBC giving up on Doctor Who. Not at all. So that's pretty... Yeah. Pretty well, there, isn't we, it? So I, th- I think that is the main thing in its favour now, is the fact that it is financially uh, holding more than its own. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. So, and as long as it does that, then there's no reason to <coughs> to stop it. Well, I don't actually know how much of the money that, that that's generated by BBC Worldwide gets ploughed back into the show itself. I don't know if it has an effect on what, what, what its budgets are. Um, you would think they'd be stupid if they didn't. Mm. On the basis that, at the end of the day, the, the better the product, the easier it is to sell and the more likely it is to content, continue selling. Yeah, that's it. That's what you know. That's what you would hope, isn't it? But um, so I, I don't know how the BBC operates whatsoever. Absolutely no idea. So no. yeah, absolutely, I haven't got a clue. But uh, yeah, so it still doesn't give us any any clues at all as to when the season is is going to start. Whether it is going to be um, in August, as as everyone now suspects, or it is going to be later. But I, I can't see it. I'd like it to start later, but I don't think it will. Not if we're going to show. No. Um, the first episode yeah. in, in late August at that Edinburgh uh, TV festival. It's uh, looking highly unlikely now, but there you go. We don't know, so it's all, all, all you can take from that is it's a good thing the BBC is not giving up on Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean there is there doesn't with that you're hoping, of course, there's the suggestion that we are going to get the thirteen episodes spread over either side of Christmas. And mm. then hopefully well, then we'll get another series later in the year, starting later in the year, which will include the 50th. Yeah. But will again be 13 episodes. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, which makes sense as to why you then have to... That, that it has to be on later in the year, ne- next year, so why not do it this year as well? Yeah. Well, as long as they don't sort of start... Show, I, mean, you know, I know they've got to promote the show, and you know they've got to show the you know these sort of, sort of bits and pieces at television festivals, but... You know, maybe next year they could just sort of hang on, just show the odd clip or something. You know, next year's a big year, and I think it's important that it is on in November. Yeah, well, I mean that 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 that's the thing, isn't it? Well, well it's, got, it's important. Got to kick it to November, haven't they? Yeah, so. it, it's important to the fans, I think. Whether yeah. it's important enough to the BBC, I don't know. Um, but for the fans, it is important that it, that it's on at 
at that particular time of the year. Yeah. So, oh well. So let the let the speculation continue on that one. Okay, and final bit of news um, is to do with Gallifrey One. Now, I can't remember if we actually mentioned this before, but we are we will be attending uh, Gallifrey next year. I think we have mentioned it. Yeah, just I, I, I'm just not conscious of actually... Well, I don't think we've spoken about any great detail, have we? No, because there hasn't actually been anything great detail. No, there hasn't, no. Has there? Well, there's, um, well, this week the first batch of guests uh, was announced uh, for next year's galley, which was quite exciting. So um, I'll go through this in um, in reverse order. Uh, right, OK. First up, you've got Charlie Ross, um, who's a comedian, um, stroke actor, who... Apparently did a, did a like a, a stand up set um, this year at Galley, who apparently went down very very well. So that's um, so he's making a, a, a return a return appearance. Um, you've got um, author Tony Lee, who uh, writes for uh, Doctor Who magazine. Uh, you've got Jason Hay Ellery, and um, who's the Big Finishes executive producer. You've got Gary Russell, who's um, Basically, used to write for uh, Sarah Jane, scribbles a script editor, and also does not also heavily involved in Big Finish. We've also got Lisa Bauman, who played Le- uh, Bernice Summerfield in the Big Finish productions, and also was in um, Survival as well, lest we forget. Um, I don't suppose you could say have any <laughs> any convention where I mentioned Nicholas Briggs will, will yep. be there. Um, Nicholas Pegg will also be there as well. Um, Scrolling up, we've also got now. Here we get to the to the, to the big guns. We have Peter Purvis. Yes, they kickstarted their. Oh yeah, yeah, good joke. That's it. Um, yes, he, this is his first visit to um, to Gallifrey One. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Um, also, can I ask you about Valerie Singleton. We just do get him drunk in the bar and ask him about that. <laughs> All these conquests. <laughs> Uh, okay. Also, next up um, is Mark Strickson. Uh, will also be there as well. Apparently, he's it's a it's him making a, a, a rare appearance. I don't obviously he doesn't do the convention circuit a lot. No. Um, I look reading this. His last appearance at um, at Galley was twelve years ago. So yeah, which, yeah, so. yeah. So that's quite a quite a thing. But um, so far, the big news. Or the, the the big guest, the one I'm particularly looking forward to to seeing and hearing, is Philip Hinchcliffe, and again it's another very rare appearance. You know, for those of you who don't know who Philip Hinchcliffe is, he was the showrunner for the first three seasons of Tom Baker's era. Um, so you can thank him for things like Genesis of the Daleks, Pyramids of Mars, um, Caesar Doom, Towns of Wenchang. It, it goes on and on and on. So, unfortunately, also then you've got Revenge of the Cybermen, but we'll, we'll, we'll gloss over that one. <laughs> You'll go straight up to him and say that to him if you see him, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go to Revenge... What's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> we demand an apology. No, it's <laughs> it's not... Well, no, it is that bad. Um, yeah, so that that's that's great. That's fantastic. I, there's a, I, mean, I think Twitter went crazy when that was announced. That Philip Hinchcliffe mm. is going to be there. Um, but it was just you. It was, yes, it was. Um, no, I'm very much looking forward to that. But um, yes, so that but that is only the first batch of guests. There are more. There is more to come. Uh, we don't know what that is yet. No, we have no idea. So that that will be. But if that's 
the standard. They're announcing certainly the last couple of in this in the first tranche. Then you can believe that they've got even bigger as far as they're concerned still to come. Yeah, that's it. That is it. So who knows? Who knows what, who who it may be? That's going to be very very interesting. So. I think that's the news, unless you've got anything else there, Paul? Any, any other no, news items? Not at all. Not, not at all, right nothing right. at all. Okay, then. Right, well, um, coming up after this is our um, retrospective of the Doctor's daughter. So, for another week, that was the news. Okay, it's uh, time to continue with our retrospective of Season 4, and it's time for the Doctor's daughter. Where did she come from? From me. From you? How? Who is she? Well, she's... Well... She's my daughter. Hello, Dad. Now. Yes. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> yes. What do... <laughs> where to begin? Yeah. that That's probably the, the question. Um, I suppose, actually, the first bit that actually... Annoys me on this. Is the beginning. <laughs> oh, straight for the jugular. <laughs> and it's just the idea that they arrive, mm. then held at gunpoint, and the first thing they do with them is make clones of them or a clone of them. It's ID not the thing you would do necessarily with someone who turns up. You don't know who they are. Yeah. You don't then start making more of them before you find out who they are. Surely. Mm. Yeah. It's um. Well. It, it... Contrived, it's very, very <laughs> contrived. Um, but it's, it's the other thing as well. Why? Yeah, A, it's never explained why the TARDIS takes them there. No, to begin with. Um, I mean, there, there was. Know. Well, I, su- I suppose now you're getting onto the. With hindsight, you're starting to watch it with the the faults of the Doctor's wife in your your head. Yes. And there was also, I didn't know quite suddenly whether I had this thought of had he hooked up his hand to the TARDIS and was using it pretty much in the same way that Jack had used it as a, a doctor... Doctor detector. But yeah. as in a Time Lord detector and was trying to get the TARDIS to find out if there was any other well, Time Lords. Yeah, and it had picked up the image of... It just seemed a bit weird that he just sort of left it lying on the floor. Yeah, where anyone could just sort of kick it over, you know the, yeah. the amount. Of, you know the amount of times that the, the TARDIS seems to be, you know, is buffeted around in there. Yeah, since the series so, came so back. So we're led to believe that it's meant to believe that it's actually in some way tied in, connected in now to the the TARDIS. Yeah, again, never explained. No, never ever explained. Um, but as you say, they land there. Um, they say, oh, they've all got clean hands. Yeah, um, and then they. But the thing is, they only make a clone out of the Doctor. Yeah. At no other time do they try and make a cl- make clones out of um, Martha or, or uh, Donna. No. And and the fact then you could tell right, that's because he's a man, but then it makes a female clone. So mm, yeah. So it, yeah, the whole thing yes. about they're, 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 they're all having clean hands, and if they were that desperate for for soldiers, then they would you know they yeah. would clone them immediately, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they'd either do they'd either do all of them, or you'd wait to find out as to what are, what are you cloning mm. here, because I'd have actually no idea. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's also the fact they leave their cloning one of their cloning machines on the front line. 
Well, I think, yeah, that, again, that doesn't make much sense either, does it? Wouldn't you have all your cloning machines back at your base? Yes. Not in the, as you say, middle, in, you know, in the middle of a, of a war zone. So they've lost that one now, because yeah. <laughs> they've to blow it up. Yeah, it's just, it just poorly conceived, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Was, um, there may be good ideas in this, watching it. Um, but just they start contradicting and running into each other, and it's not the whole pacing of it is 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 pretty out. I think. Yeah. In yeah. Terms, in terms of timeline and in terms of what is what is what they're trying to make happen. I just, I just think I think it's just a really flimsy story, and then the, the, this whole thing about this war they've been fighting. Is going on for seven days. No, this, this is this is this is then the main thing. Yeah, and what I mean for, by that. Yeah, and for me, it, that is just utter nonsense. Yeah, the fact that it's such a short period—seven years would have worked. Yeah, and could but, have made perfect sense. But to say seven days, and then they've all forgotten. I know it's meant to be sort of past. You've no idea how quickly well, they've wiped each other out, and how many clones yeah. of clones I mean, of clones it's, you've well, got. It's supposed but, to be this. The point is that the fact they're on the something like the six thousandth generation or something, something stupid, as in they're they're a new generation's about every two to three hours. I mean that is just, and they're being wiped out that quickly. Well, there was no bloody evidence of that, was there? Throughout this, that where were all these but, sort of super weapons that was going to wipe each other out? It's, it was all like rag, I suppose two, you know. two died straight away. There's not really a lot of them. I can't. What's what the thing on that was? A, then, effectively, how old is Cobb? Yeah. It's, well, it just seems to be everyone that... else is young, and he's old. So was he made up? Was he an old clone that came out, or has he been around for the seven days? In which case, why doesn't he remember? remember. Yeah. I can understand that each each clone coming out wouldn't have an idea of how long. By the time you come out, a new clone coming out of the machine doesn't realise that it's only been a few days since the war started. Because mm. it would have then been built up on all that. It'd have just had a mythology built into it. But it's just that whole thing about if they're, if they're all sort of wiped out, who was left to clone? Well, I, it, it just, it just, it, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, the, it's that whole thing of are they. They're now just clones of clones of clones of clones of clones, and it, it just doesn't make any yeah. sense for that amount of people to be wiped out in seven days. Yeah, and, and obviously they seem to be regressing as well. I suppose you can say by the if they're there terraforming, and obviously to wipe each other out that quickly, they must have some sort of super weapons to to do that. Um, because because they couldn't hit a bloody barn door with those ridiculous bloody gas guns, which, which I'll come on to later. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was at a well, just cobblers, really. <laughs> no, it, I think it would have worked if it had said seven years. If they'd said seven years, which still would have been a shock in terms of how many generations had gone through. But it was it would it would make but more seven sense. Seven days is is just too short a period. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. I'm, no. You know, I I don't care how many people will could come up with with. Um, Decent theories of how it would happen. Um, I would just never ever buy it at all. There, there, there should have at least been somebody left from the original crew. Yeah, you just wouldn't be sending out. You, you'd probably be. 
I don't know. You'd be you'd be using the clones as fodder, wouldn't you? Yeah. And you'd have kept as many of the original crew or original land, uh, setters back in the base in the main hub bit. Mm. Yeah, it, it just didn't. So for all of them to have been wiped out, and you're just left with the clones, and the fact that then the generals basically must have been come out of the machine that old, but everybody else is coming out young. Why was that? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say there was so many ridiculous things in this um in this plot there really was um the whole thing of the a you know the the, the jenny character um as as pretty and and as uh, and as she is um it, i think that she was just there as eye candy really that 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 character yeah i mean it could have been used very good in a very good way to sort of give you some sort of even back history to the Doctor, and in a sense they did use that to to some some degree with him saying I was well, a once. Yeah, but it was the whole thing that you know all the other clones came out like you know, obviously they all come out fully fully dressed and everything, but they're in sort of like combat fatigues, and she's got the tightest t shirt and a pair of leather trousers on, and it was mm. just it was just that really for me that really was just you know one for the dads, and I, I think that the character didn't really do anything for me at all. And I, and I, I say, I, I've said this before. I hate, you know, being a downer on on Doctor Who because I, it's a show I love. But I think it just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't engage with this story whatsoever. Yeah, there wasn't. It, it, they could have either done the sort of civil war bit of it, or they could have done the the problems with cloning and is it a a real person? Well, and the they thing, never really covered either. One of the things you had cloning in the previous story. And you follow it up with another story about cloning. But you didn't really have cloning to the sense of, of what does it mean to the relationship between the clone and the cloney. Well, they did touch that with Martha when she spoke to her own clone at the end of The Poison Sky. Yeah. But then that was just... That was that was her... Yeah, I suppose so, to a certain extent. But that was, that was more to but, do with her memories and whatever. Yeah, but the whole thing about the Doctor's daughter, it was sold as... You know, even in the in the the, uh, the trailer, when she, you know, when when at the end of the Poison Sky, she said, "Oh, hello, Dad." Yeah, it's it's sold as her being his daughter, and yeah. come the end, he does accept her as being his daughter. I mean, why does that happen with all the other clones as well, or just these two? Yeah, you don't you, you don't get a, you don't get an idea that there's a family um, belief in any of the others, do you? No. So why? Yeah, her first words would be "Hello, Dad." Yeah, none of the well, other none of the other clones that... are coming out saying, no, "Where's quite... my dad?" Or... No, I don't know if you're supposed to accept the fact because he's a time lord and it's different. Blah 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 blah. But you know, um... but she doesn't know she's no exactly. She has to ask what a time lord is. Yeah, so, so those memories haven't been carried on. No, no, there's no, there's no physical. There's only physical. The the physical side of it that's 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 cloned, not the. Mm. Mental side of it, yeah. So, well, okay, we've we gone on about the the human protagonist of this. Uh, what about the the half? Uh, yeah, they're just there to be different, aren't they? Yeah, to be honest. Again, the the the, the sort of quite a, a forgettable creature from yeah, Doctor Who, I mean, aren't we, they? We, get, we really get no idea of what their particular problems are or who they are. No, 
then they're not even introduced under given given individual names as far as I could follow. Well, all you had was um, Peck, yeah, who runs off with um, with Martha. But yeah, the, the, but again, is he actually named in it? Yeah, she is called Peck. Yeah, she does call him Peck. Right. Um, but how she actually understand figures that out, I don't know. I don't know if it's the TARDIS translating again. I've got no idea. But um, yeah, this is what I was wondering about. Have they done it that she's can understand them because the TARDIS is translating, but they're just not letting you in on it. I've got a feeling that must be it. Again, yeah. we're, we're just making it up, aren't we? Um, yeah, <laughs> we're just trying to sort of fill in the blanks. Um, maybe, maybe it was explained, but the thing is, I just wasn't paying a lot of attention when I was watching it. It wasn't interesting. I just wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> no, it was. It was pretty um, dire, to be honest. It was pretty dire. Um, it, it just, it just looked like a real cheap episode, really. Um, now, as I mentioned before about the the weapons that they were using, the um, the supposed sort of machine guns that the humans had, which were just um, little gas um, guns, really. But it's, you could see the pilot light on on certain things, and I think I seem to remember that someone at the time that the production wasn't overly happy with how they looked. Right. So, and it did it did look awful. To be honest, that wasn't one of their better ideas. I, I, I think this 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 episode had a lot more wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's um well, it was written by um Stephen Greenhorn. Yeah. Who had previously written uh, the Lazarus Experiment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, again, it's not another well-regarded story whatsoever. Um, but apparently, he also wrote for um a BBC Scotland soap opera called River City. I've never heard. I've only ever heard of Take the High Road, and that's it. Um, but obviously, he's, he's also written for uh, The Bill, uh, Where the Heart Is, um, and he apparently adapted uh, the Wide Sargasso Sea as well, right for BBC Four in two thousand and six. So, and I, I can't find much else about him. I he, he did another one called Marchlands, which had Alex Kingston in it. Right. So, yeah, I think I've heard of that. I don't. Yeah, I haven't actually watched I it. I think but... Joe watched it. Um, I think it was like a ghost story thing. I didn't really watch it myself. Um, I think yeah. so. I think Joe watched it. I think it was one for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> a little something for the ladies there. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, the whole thing about um, now actually, I keep remembering back to things that happened when this episode aired, and I wasn't particularly enthused about it when it aired either. And I don't. But time hasn't been kind to it. Not not in no. my not in my opinion. I think it's just it's got worse over the over the years. Um but everybody at the time seems to remember moaned about um Freema Agumon's acting in this one. And especially the bit where um Peck drowns in the quicksand. Yeah. I don't think it was that bad. No, I d I, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean it wasn't noticeably bad. I mean it it it, it wasn't the thing that was ruining it. No, no, definitely. And, and I don't, I don't, don't believe how she could have put in an Oscar-winning performance, and it wouldn't have rescued this episode. No, so. it, it just seems a bit, a bit of an odd thing to pick up on when, when all the stuff we just mentioned has happened. Yeah, it was almost like that they were trying to really, you know, really like the episode, but then they sort of singled that that one thing out and and sort of and sort of 
kept focusing on that to try and sort of like, no, it's no, it's all right. It's like putting a set of blinkers on. Yeah. And you're just looking at Freeman Agamon's acting. You're not looking at all the other crap that's going on around it. Just in a bit of a weird thing to fixate on. I mean, she doesn't really have a lot to do in this, does she? I mean, there is just that scene by the side of the quicksand stuff. Yeah. That's about it, really. Yeah. Um, Now, in this episode, Donna did annoy me a little bit. And I think I think it was all down to the um, it was the whole thing of her working out the the what those numbers were, figure out it was the date, yeah, of, of each section being built. And again, it was sort of that oh, I used to do it when I was a temp, and it was all back to that again, yeah. And I really I really didn't like that constant referring to her being a temp all the time. And it came in hand and it came in handy a lot for certain situations, whatever yeah. temp, temp job she had. It would suit yeah. the situation. I, th- I think, yeah, I think this is all. These the references are all leading towards where it's going in the future, aren't they? They are definitely. And yeah, and that's all it's in there for, really. To be honest. Yeah, it it um, didn't it didn't annoy me at the time, but for some reason, it, I just sort of picked up on it when I was watching it last night, and I thought, oh god, no, it, it, it just sounds really, really false. Yeah. No. It, it, yeah. It, it is pretty shoehorned in. As it, we've we've said before about the subtly, some some ways they're subtly leading you to what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, this actually isn't at all. No, <laughs> now now watching it now is not subtle at all. No, no. There's um, yeah. I, I was sort of hoping I could be sort of. I, I knew it was we weren't. I wasn't going to be kind to this story at all in this podcast, but. Um, I thought I could sort of like be a little bit more light-hearted about it, but no, it really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's because season four started off so well, and there's yeah. this sort of gradual decline to until you get up to um, Stephen Moffat's two-parter, yeah. you know, Forest of the Dead and all that. So it's so there's a warning not to listen to us next week. Yeah, next week, yeah, because there's another duffer coming up. Which, well, actually, no, I'll, I'll say that because I think that yeah. next week's episode, um, yeah, You Call of the Wasp had a lot more fans than this story. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll, that next we'll, week. We'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah. Um, no, it's a bit serious. I quite like that. I still quite like Donna and uh, um, the bit where they've, when they've just escaped. Hmm. She goes. She says about the guard. She goes, "Oh, leave this one to me." It's just the yeah. You the doctor, uh, no, 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 no. Thanks. No. <laughs> I quite, don't think we're quite that desperate yet. <laughs> sort of attitude. To, yeah. Now that I, actually, I did, that she's going to seduce the guard. Yeah. That that was probably the one good scene <laughs> out of the entire story. <laughs> that doesn't say a lot, really, does it? Um, now the, the other thing. Um, because okay, it's called the Doctor's Daughter. We haven't really discussed um, the character of Jenny in any great detail yet, have we? We we, no. we said we, it, the you know it was a, it was just there for the dads sort of thing. Um, I, I could see what they were going for. They were trying to sort of make her. She was bred to be a soldier, but the Doctor was trying to make her into something better. Than yeah, that, which is fine. You know, I've got. I've and got, actually, I quite I quite liked David Tennant's actual. The doctor's reaction, it was quite underplayed in this. His reaction to her and going back through and you had the yeah, speech about Yeah, he, he seemed quite resentful. Fighting the, him fighting in the war and what was so what was so different about her then. Hmm. Yeah, for once it was underplayed by David Tennant until he got to the end. 
Until the, the shouty bit. The shouty the bit at the end, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, I, 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 it just seems to be a bit of a lost... Again, it's that 45-minute format yeah. that doesn't lend itself to this kind of story. No. If, if you're going no. to build a character like that... It's like with Donna, it took the whole... It took a, like a few episodes... Yeah, didn't it? And that they were gradually shaping Donna into something different, and you could see that. Yeah. There, as we know, there was an end, an end result to this. Um, but they're trying to do the same thing with the Jenny character. She's Brit to be a soldier. The Doctor's trying to make it something, and they do it in forty-five minutes. Yeah, it at least needed a longer bit in the cells with just them talking. Yeah, and I know you know if you've got a forty-five-minute story, it's not it's not going to make for an exciting viewing, no. is it? No, no. no. That's what I mean. They just never really the, the whole timing of it was was no good. No, I both in the in the pace of how things are supposed to have happened since the they settled on the planet, mm. and B just in the space of time between Jenny being created and and inverted commas dying. Yeah, um, which was more as bloody instant, really, wasn't it? That's yeah. what you're saying earlier. There was no sort of you didn't know what the passage of time was. You sort of assuming the moment she come out of, you know that that cloning booth and that was it. They're off and running and yeah, you know. But I mean, you've got to believe it's almost in real time because you, you, there can't have been a huge period of time to have gone past because it was only seven days apparently since. Yeah, it was. Just, it was just such a rushed story. Since it all left, since it started, yeah. the whole war started. Yeah, so. it was just so rushed and what a, what a. A, a quick resolution to this seven-day war, which you know there was no end in sight. Yeah, you know, it, oh, I don't know. I know the sort of the doctor sort of uh, sped things along a bit when he opened up the uh, the 3D map. Yeah, a little bit more, you know, for both sides. I, I, I can't believe though that both sides were looking at the same map at the same time. Um, I, I suppose if they were both looking at the central computer, but exactly the same time. <laughs> Well, I suppose I suppose they're showing him because he's just arrived, and the half are showing Martha because she's just arrived. It just seems too convenient. I, I know I'm being maybe I'm being a, a overly unfair on this now, but it, it, everything was convenient. Yes, I mean, but to a certain extent, there always is, though, isn't there? Yeah, well, this was just all. There's, there's got to be some convenient co- on coincidence happens, but this was full of it. This was this was full of coincidence and convenience and oh I I hate it. <laughs> there you go. I've said it. I actually hate this episode. I really do. I I will gladly never ever watch it again. I mean that's without even then getting to the point that these are two factions that are sort of almost gone into a religious myth about this temple and what is at the centre of this temple. It's oh yes, be... the source. Yes. Yeah. And so their understanding of what is happening is going to be pretty limited. Mm. And so effectively what you've got is the Doctor picks up the religious relic and smashes it in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, you'd thought there'd just been more of a reaction from them with that being smashed um, rather than just standing there. Yeah, they, they did sort of stand there a bit sort of slack-jawed, didn't they? Yeah. You know, this is the one thing they've all been sort of fighting to they've find. They've been killing and... each other for the last the generations, as far as they're concerned, to get their hands on it. Uh, yeah. Rather than the opposition. Um, this stranger has just smashed it. Yeah. 
and there was absolutely no reaction from any of them, was it? And right. and, and as soon as they saw the the you know the, the the you know the nice little light effect floating through the air, they immediately put down their weapons. <clears throat> yeah. Um, which at that point, but, nothing had actually happened. Yeah. It hadn't started making any changes to the atmosphere because it was obviously going to take a long time. But as soon as they saw it all, oh, there's some ghostly dust in the air. Um, they all put down their weapons. Yeah. Apart from Cobb. And even if they then thought this was some sort of god to them, this this dust and lights and whatever, you'd thought then they'd have been in some way either praying to it, kneeling before it, or whatever. Yeah. There just literally was no reaction as if to say, oh, well, that's that gone then. Well, the whole thing, I thought it was a weapon. I think both sides thought it was a weapon, yeah. the ultimate weapon. Um, yeah. But, yeah, again, so why did they immediately start putting down, you know, their weapons? Sort of, you've, I think it would have been more of a reaction, sort of like, well, you've just destroyed the one thing that we've all been searching for. Yeah. Whether it was some sort of religious artefact or they were looking for it as, as, as the ultimate weapon. As, but as we said, I think there would have been more of a reaction either way. Yeah. Just was very much a case of, oh, well, that's it then. What should we do now? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, the only one who, who was pissed off at that was Cobb. Yeah. Um, who then attempted to shoot the Doctor and Jenny got in the way. Yeah. Um, now, she was supposed to have died in that story. And Stephen Moffat asked, fit. yeah, asked Ritterly not to kill her off. To what end, we don't know. No. Because he hasn't made use for two series in. No. Whether he's going to for the 50th anniversary, but I think a lot of fans could think of better characters to bring back for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? It's yeah. To, whether he had an idea and he's just maybe, discounted it off. Yeah, maybe he was going for... Or just decided that it was perhaps too good a character to kill off, but hasn't... But hadn't actually particularly any idea of what he, how he was going to use her or whatever. Mm. No, no, it wasn't a good enough character to, to you know decide not to kill off. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Because actually, what you've done is you've now gone through the the River Song being a, a sort of manufactured time lord, haven't you? Which you'd have thought actually you could have used her, and whether that was partly in his mind that when he when he said to not kill her off. Was he had the idea of someone having to use up their regenerations to save the Doctor? Yeah, and decided to use River Song instead. At, obviously, at the later date, you could, be, yeah, don't know because considering that you know, the, which has now made basically Jenny um, obsolete. Yeah, it has really. There's there is no need for uh, you know for for Jenny to make a reappearance. Yeah, but even then, you're you're not sure whether she had regenerated. Or, or had just been revived in yeah, some way. Yeah, by, by, the, by that, that the, the terraforming stuff. Yeah. In a search for Spock-like. <laughs> well, at least the search for Spock had the Enterprise blowing up. Yeah. This, this had no grandstand moment at all, did it? Um, oh, you, you wanted to see the TARDIS go across the sky in flames, did you? <laughs> I did. I wanted, to, I wanted to say, my God, Donna, what have I done? <laughs> 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 no, it's... I, I don't know. It, it, it was just a... <laughs> if him standing in front of the half going you killed my daughter in front of the you half bastards you killed my son <laughs> you killed my daughter <laughs> I'll never forgive them for that <laughs> <laughs> and this is how bad this episode we're now com- we're, we're now we're wishing Shatner was in it <laughs> uh, it would have livened things up a little bit 
Yeah. Uh, Shatner as General Cobb. Now that would have been a casting coup. Yeah, would have been. Would have been. Seen him in the- yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it, it, it just uh, it was always like one of those sort of time filler stories. Yeah. Um, which Doctor Who, since it came back, has has been rather guilty of. You you get a, a, a strong opening usually, and then it gets to the the mid series lull. Yeah, now, I suppose you could say the mid. They seem to be written by the same people. Yes, they do, don't not they? Wanting to, not wanting to really. I know. Start um, names and pointing fingers. Well, you, you, so I, you I, almost think to yourself, you know what they're going to do? Give someone else a go. I know. Well, the thing is, okay, mid season is Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. Yeah, which is a good story. Yeah. But um, yeah, but the, the leading up to that, pretty damn poor. It's to us anyway. Yeah, and we haven't got to talking about Unicorn and the Wasp yet. No, which everyone seems to think is a romp. Well, we agree. Well, we, well, the listeners will find out next week. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. I th- I th- I think I'm done. I'm done talking about this now. I yeah, I'm quite happy to end it. Yeah, <laughs> end it all. Yeah, end it all. Yes, please. Uh, right. Okay then. Well, I think as you can think, as we can gather, we're not particularly um, bothered about that story at all. And right. I don't know about you. But but our, our main criticism has turned out that it hasn't got Shatner in Shatner it. Shatner in it. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I found that a real struggle to talk to talk about. I really did because there was nothing. I couldn't. F- think of anything constructed to say about it to be honest because I, I just can't stand the story no no I don't, don't think there was really anything in it that you you just wanted to see really I mean they, they no. could have explored it and they may may well have been able to have got a decent story out of it but the way it was it was too disjointed and too all over the place in terms of trying to get its timing right yeah that's it as you say what it needed was some some Shatler like line delivery that's what that's what was called for. Actually, no. Actually, sorry. I tell a lie. I forgot about the what, the other ridiculous thing in this story as well. Mm. Jenny doing the backflips through the laser field. Yeah, I mean that that was just particularly. And uh, that was supposed to be the grandstand moment. Yeah. Now compare that to blowing up the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> There's no comparison. <laughs> oh dear. That's going to get people... Yeah, but they've got tw- twice the budget. Or ten times the budget of Doctor Who. What else could they do? You don't have to have a massive budget to make a decent story. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just... Yeah, it's not that. It's just... It's, yeah, you saying about that line... That, that again, in there for absolutely no point, really. No, it wasn't. You wouldn't even mind if it had to actually be something that was desperate to the story. Yeah. It was just a chance to show off the, you know... She could do all this sort of stuff for Donald to go, no way, like that. And yeah. the doctor to go, oh, you were brilliant. And and I think that, that was a. I mean, I can, you can understand yeah. it if, if Time Lords were in some way supposed to be very supple and gymnastic. <laughs> that this was showing that she was of Time Lord stock, so to speak. But um, did, no. William, did William Hartnell have recourse to do that? <laughs> no, he didn't. Pertwee might have. Like John Pertwee had a go. Pertwee, he would have done that. If you. <laughs> If he just, if someone said the doctor needs to backflip, maybe they say he did his back in. <laughs> <laughs> He's always complaining about his back perp. That's what he did. <laughs> they just cut it out like like he did the um <laughs> the the voice of that big brother like character in Inferno. 
because he reckoned he could do the voice and they cut it out because it sounded just like John Pertway doing a, doing a funny voice. Maybe that's what happened in that. I could do backflips. Yes, of course you can, John. <laughs> ah. Now I've just got, I've got this image of mine of Hartnell doing it now. <laughs> oh, God. Right, okay. Let's wrap this up now. Yes. Let's wrap this up. Okie dokie. Right. So that's the end of that. So we will be back next week. Yeah. Uh, with uh, a look back at Unicorn and the Wasp. Yes. Um, we might be hungover next week because it's uh, Tony's birthday. Yes. Yes. So we're we're celebrating on the Saturday night. So, um, oh dear. That's yes. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I think by the time we're recording this next week, we will be severely hungover. So that might enhance our enjoyment of the Unicorn and the Wasp a little bit more. Who knows? Well, dead in the pain. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that a taste of things to come? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Right, before Paul explodes in another coughing fit, yeah, uh, let's end it there. So, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. <laughs>